Oh my goodness, what are we about to get into today? Can we say hot topic? I'm Coach Theo and it's the FMU Faith Fitness Farm. It's been a long time coming, this conversation that's about to happen right now. I've been praying about it. Felt like I got another sign last night and I'm again asked a lot. And a friend told me one time, if you want to talk about certain issues, don't just post something on Facebook because then everyone just comes at you with comments create a podcast because if people want to listen to it that shows that they're a little bit open-minded to begin with so that's why I'm doing this right now I'm sitting here on the farm it's been weeks now with getting this nudge and I always tell people if you get a nudge in your heart that's the Holy Spirit convicting you and it's not about you it's time to say something do something it's time to act on it would I get the jab would I give my kids the jab would Jesus get the jab Oh man, let's rap about it. Before we do anything though, I'm going to have to give some disclaimers, I guess. Make sure we get your mind right. Make sure we preface some things. Also, at the end, I'm going to give some bonus questions. Seven questions to ask others when they try to pressure you to get the jab. I was going to also break this podcast up into parts, but you know people can take things out of context. So you got to just listen to the entire thing And then it all ties together. You know what I'm saying? But here's what I want to say first. Um, The first two questions that I'm going to answer, would I get the jab, would I give my kids the jab, those are not for people who don't think like me. I'm not trying to convince people what to do and fight against people who are on the other side and don't think like me. You know that's never going to work. Unless someone comes to you with an open mind, nothing's going to change. Again, that's why I'm answering this on a podcast, because if you took the time to listen, you must have at least a little bit of an open mind. I'm answering these questions for people who, A, already feel the same way and just need a reigniter or some validation because maybe they're wearing out, or B, there's some people now or who have been in the middle and are just now just getting so like they need to know an answer because, again, this this mass push now for kids is really... uh, obviously hitting close to home. Deep down they know, but maybe they're having a hard time standing confidently in their choice. And people are afraid to talk about this, which by the way, that's a huge red flag. The fact that this is so divisive, huge red flag. Anyone who gets mad and insists someone should be doing something one way or the other, huge red flag. And people even thinking that I'm courageous because I'm standing in the gap and addressing the issue right now, like, That's a red flag. How could this be considered courageous just because I'm having a conversation? And also, huge red flag that mainstream propaganda has infiltrated the collective mindset so much so that this is such a conversation with complete strangers. They greet you and then they're like, hey, by the way, did you get your jab? Like, what? What are you? How are you even talking to me about that? Isn't that personal information? Like, why does that even matter? Everyone's just regurgitating what the main street feeds them. On purpose, y'all. It's called brainwashing, y'all. It's called uh, mass brainwashing. So rare is it to be a critical thinker who applies common sense and logic nowadays. And if you're one of them, high five to you. You're part of the great revival being refined to be used tremendously. So would I get the jab? No. Would I give it to my kids? No. Would Jesus get it? That's a question that no one should even try to answer. Those are the simple, simple answers right there. And if you want more, stay with me now.
we're going to keep on going through this. All right, so you also always want to make sure you have questions ready because you got to be prepared because people are going to come at you. So like I said, I'll share those with you at the end. Let's get our mind right. Uh, Let me pray real quick. God, I just ask you to guide me right now and remind me that this is never about me. It's not about me trying to convince people. It's not about me trying to change people's minds. I'm just sharing a different perspective. I'm inviting people right now to listen to a different perspective and and hopefully can share something that's going to hit someone where they need to be hit. I know there's one person listening right now that's going to hear something that's going to be a major conviction for them. So Holy Spirit, guide us. uh, Guide people who are listening. uh, Take us all out of the equation and use us. Use us because right now we're in a dangerous time. And we need to speak truth. We need to not be afraid to speak truth. We can do it in love. We can do it firmly in love. And really, it's about our kids. And so I share this today mainly because the kids, it's about them. And I'm not afraid to talk when it comes to them. Thank you, guys. Thank you, God. Thank you for this time. In Jesus' name, amen. Here we go. Question number one. What I get it? The jab. No. And I could just stop right there. It doesn't have to be explained. But I know there are people who just aren't thinking about certain things. And so I will go through the thought process. A rule in the fitness world is just because you can do something doesn't mean you should, right? Just because you can do something doesn't mean you should. So one assumption people make is, well, even if it doesn't work, it's not going to do anything bad. So even if the jab works, or I mean doesn't work, it's not going to do anything bad anyway. So who cares? Just get it wrong. You should always stop in your tracks when you're about to inject something into your body. I know not everyone knows about jabs. By the way, isn't that hysterical that I have to call it that? Because if you say the word vaccine, everything gets tracked and this could possibly get censored. Like we're putting it out there and we know the risk that I'm taking. But again, the risk right now has to be taken for our kids. I can't say that enough. It's just gone way too far and we need to stand up for our kids. Uh, But anyways, I know not everyone knows about jabs. I've studied this world now for over two years more before our third baby was born. Uh, This is a world we entered because our first son was injured by a jab and it exposed us to a whole new world. So uh, it's clear as day that there's a risk anytime you inject something like that into your body. This is not hidden. It's on every label and jab insert. Just ask for them. I mean, it's made clear as day. Second, something uh, so dangerous that none of these companies are liable at all for any damages. So it's a red flag. You got to imagine if I invented a treadmill that had inherent risks but wasn't liable for any damages. It's kind of like a huge red. Are you serious? Uh, last year, a major company had a glitch in one of their safety features for their treadmill, and a child died, and it was immediately taken off the market to be fixed. So, anyways, throughout history, there have been so many adverse reactions spreads deaths that have resulted from jabs and then so many lawsuits so big pharma was like we're not going to create these things anymore because we'll be paying out so much for damages and the government was like all right well then we're going to make sure that you're not liable and you can't get sued come on guys Woo! now if you didn't know that that's why you need to know that that's why i'm walking you through the process of how you have to think and apply some critical thinking you can look up uh, the national injury vaccination program sounds good right but do you know how hard it is for anyone to ever get compensated after a damage or adverse reaction or death i know i'm giving you a lot of nuggets but i just want you to be aware there's a whole nother world under this surface and if you don't know it that's why some of us are like 
pause. Wait a second. You got to be careful because when you know something, you're conscious of stuff and you just can't fall into stuff. Okay, so finally, you have to know that vaccine research is done by manufacturers themselves. That means if I create a treadmill, I'll also do the research to prove its effectiveness. Um, We call that bias. And I could totally fudge that data. To this day, there has never been a study ever on the unjabbed versus the jabbed. So when people tell you they are their science, uh, they're really just regurgitating what other people are telling them. There's really not that much science. And guess what? When there is science, you're still supposed to always question. You're always supposed to do research. You're always supposed to explore. You're never supposed to stop. So regarding myself, natural health and immunity supersedes synthetic and artificial any day. Is there a time and place? Absolutely. Some people have no health whatsoever. Their terrain has no fighting chance. They're too far gone. And this is one of my major takeaways from studying jabs. So they might have to take the chance and apply, uh, insert, inject something that is synthetic because um, the virus would damage their body and they don't have enough of a healthy terrain to fight against it. Your best fighting chance, though, is to change your health from the inside out. And we've seen many people do that. When the masses have ran the other way and destroyed their bodies by isolating and not moving and staying away from humans and not being affectionate, which is healing, and then eating a lot because there's no conversation about nutrition or physical movement, they've gained weight, their health is deteriorating. I've, we've seen people that have changed it drastically because they understood that everything from the inside out, your terrain is what protects you. A virus cannot do damage to a healthy terrain. Are there exceptions? Always. There's always going to be outliers. There's always going to be outliers. But you have to ask yourself, who is truly at risk right here? There's a risk either way. And for healthy people, there's much more risk putting something toxic into your body, something that we really don't know about into your body. And just ask around. Quit, Quit looking at what people are saying on television or social media. Just look around at your friends, your family, in your community. Ask people. We live in a community of people who don't get it. And we have the awesome opportunity to do an observational analysis. Health issues, including death, are happening in the jabbed group, not the unjabbed. That's personal, circumstantial evidence from eyewitness testimony of the people in our life. But does it stop spread, Theo? Do it for others, not yourself. Well, that's a lie. And that's actually one of the seven questions you're going to have to ask people when they confront you or insist that you are selfish. Does it stop spread? Every manufacturer has made it clear that it doesn't. That's a fact. So then how am I protecting others or preserving someone else's life if I can still spread it? Okay, anyways, I just want to get back to life though, Theo. I just want to get back to life. Well, we've never stopped living our life and the Bible clearly tells us to deny ourselves. So to live in this world and not be of it means sometimes you're going to have to give up some of your comforts. Give me my family. Give me my house. Give me my gym, Instacart, DoorDash. Listen, I'm good, y'all. I don't need to fly to another country. I don't need to go to a concert. If they want to start putting rules on who can go where, let them. Ah, okay. I know that's a lot to digest just to answer question number one. I know I'm overwhelming your mind already, but remember, I got to talk in a conversational way through this process because not everyone 
has heard this before and I have this conversation with a lot of people face to face. So this is like a bunch of conversations mixed in one. And by the way, if you need any help with health, you can download my Master the Basics ebook for free at fmufitness.com. If you need help with health and how we think about it, nutrition, water, and always bring it back to God and movement and digestion and and supplements and cleaning yourself from the inside out and sleep and stress, everything, next level optimization, go to fmufitness.com, free Master the Basics ebook for you. You can check that out. All right, so we're at 12 minutes. Let's go into part number two. How about them kids though, Theo? Would you give it to your kids? Uh, this is one of those questions where I actually, I I just, I'm like, what? I almost want to swear. Am I allowed to swear? I don't swear anymore. I'm a Christian man. I'm not going to swear, but I just want to be like, beep. No, like no way. No way. What? I would not ever give this to my kid. And this is one thing I have no problem speaking loud about. So if you want to hear me process this, let's go. We're supposed to protect our kids. And as adults, you know, you're grown, you can do what you want, but our kids, no way should they ever be guinea pigs. And uh, we're the authority over them, not not a doctor, not a teacher, not a coach, not a public health professional, not, not a political leader. Moms know best. I always say deep down inside, God gave you an instinct, an insight, an intuition. It's almost supernatural. As men, we don't have that. How dare someone try to throw you off and act like you don't know? You do know. And if people... If I'm talking to a female and they're asking me, should I give it to my child? I'll say, deep down inside, I think you already know the answer. So then what you have to ask yourself is, why are you worrying about what other people think? Or why are you being pressured by other people? You know. So watching what's going on around us just proves to me that parents would just throw their kids on a cattle car because someone told them it's good for them. I mean, I totally see how the Holocaust could happen. I'm seeing pictures of little kids with band-aids on their arm being called superheroes after they're getting injected. And it's one of the most disturbing things I've ever seen. So the simple response is kids are not at risk. The flu right now is still considered more dangerous. So why would you put it in their body? And they're not a threat. So if someone tells you, well, they're spreading it and that you need to protect other people, they're not a threat. That's a lie. In fact, one of the best things a kid can do is get sick and get over it. Because then if a virus ever come, comes towards them again, they're going to fight it off so fast, it's not going to get to other people. Like That's how it works. When you're a healthy person, we get it, we eliminate it and annihilate it before it can spread to other people. Oh, but we don't hear that. No one talks about the real health stuff. Again, so just look around you, not the media. Look at reality. We have a gym that has never changed any rules, never put into practice any of these measurements of distancing and masking and We've had no issues, and our kids, big groups, play all over each other for two years. Sometimes 30 kids in a room, sometimes 50 people in a room, sometimes uh, 30 kids, three hours straight, no cleaning with disinfectants in between, sweating all over each other. There's no issues. I don't know. I mean, you just got to ask questions. Uh, uh, so let me read something, though, that a doctor just said. And th- this is one of the signs that I... I was praying, like, should I really be getting into this conversation? And this article came across my plate last night again. And I'm like, you know what? It's just, he even says, it's just time. You cannot be quiet anymore. And we cannot be afraid. We have to speak bold. But I'm going to read to you exactly what he says. And then I'll link the article from Children's Health Defense in the notes. Dr. Robert Maloney says this. There are three issues parents need to understand. The first is that a viral gene will be injected into your children's cells. 
This gene forces your child's body to make toxic spike proteins. These proteins often cause permanent damage in children's critical organs, including their brain and nervous system, their heart and blood vessels, including blood clots, their reproductive system. This vaccine can trigger fundamental changes to their immune system. And again, I'm reading this to you because, you know, this isn't just a trainer, Theo, coming up with things on my own and I've never studied or researched. There's thousands of doctors and health professionals and PhDs out here saying this stuff. You just have to be willing to search, discover, and listen. He says, the most alarming point about this is that once these damages have occurred, they are irreparable. You can't fix the lesions within the brain. You can't repair heart tissue scarring. You can't repair a genetically reset immune system. This vaccine can cause reproductive damage that could affect future generations of your family. He says the second thing you need to know about is the fact that this novel technology has not been adequately tested. We need at least five years of testing and research before we can really understand the risks. And, and catch this, harms and risks from new medicines often become revealed even many years later. Ask yourself if you want your child to be a part of the most radical medical experiment in human history. And then one final point he says, and he, he says a lot more, I'm just sharing one snippet you can find it in my notes one final point the reason they're giving you to the the reason they're giving you to vaccinate your child is a lie your child represents no danger to their parents or grandparents it's actually the opposite catch this their immunity after getting this china virus is critical he didn't say that i'm just saying that i don't even like to give power to the real word it's critical to save your family if not the world from this disease in summary There is no benefit for your children or your family to be vaccinating your children against the small risks of the virus, given the known health risks of the vaccine that as a parent, you and your children may have to live with for the rest of their lives. The risk-benefit analysis isn't even close. As a parent and grandparent, my recommendation to you is to resist and fight to protect your children. Observational analysis. Since the massive push in vaccine among kids, there's been a massive spike. Have you seen that? Within two weeks after this massive push, doctors are saying, oh, this is really weird. We're starting to see a huge spike in cases among kids. Any correlation? Come on. Medical professionals, don't tell me you're still blind. Sadly, babies are next. Against, I just want to say, beep. No. Again, urgency to speak out come on please don't do this to babies please so just because you can do something doesn't mean you should just because a doctor says to doesn't mean they are god there's another doctor right down the street who would say no and whenever there are two polar opposite sides you need to beware that says something so i encourage you to be researching be listening and again if you're listening to this uh, kudos to you for being open-minded before you make any decision. Whew, okay, that was the second answer. Would I give it to my child? Absolutely not. I wouldn't even entertain the idea right now. All right, we're 19 minutes in. We got to go through the third question. We're actually doing really, really good. And then we're getting to those seven bonus questions that you need to know to be prepared to stand confidently. How about Jesus, Theo? Now, I use this as my title, too, because I always like to bring it back to Jesus. What would he do? 
And what sparked this was the amount of church leaders and Christians saying we should do something because it's the Jesus thing to do. I'm actually blown away. This is what really, I mean, this really upset and kind of like damaged a lot of relationships for people. It threw so many people off and it divided the church. Wow. I'm confused as to what Bible people are reading. How would building into fear be what Jesus does? How would conforming to the world be what Jesus does? How would submitting to the enemy be what Jesus does? So I step back and I understand the faulty assumption that drives any of this thinking. Remember, some people just don't know what true health is. So if you think masks work, for example, and that they aren't dangerous, if you think a jab works and it isn't dangerous, and only good can come from it, no bad. If you think political and public health leaders have your best interest at heart, if you actually think that there's a lot of science right now, then I can see how you go there. And so I usually start right there. I, I start the conversation with someone who doesn't think like me. Do you understand, though, true health? Do you think that stuff works? Okay, because now I see why your assumption is leading you to make these faulty decisions, speeches, sermons, and commands, and requests. So we always have to step back and have grace, okay? Let's say someone new to the gym doesn't know they need water and all they're drinking is soda. I can't get mad. I have to ask, are you willing to learn why you need water and not soda? Because they just don't know yet. All right. The, the, the issue herein lies when pastors and religious leaders of any Christian organization, church, school, whatever it is, are so closed-minded that they don't even want to hear the other side. That's a huge red flag. Because what happened to the biblical principle of humility, of open-mindedness, of being slow to speak and quick to listen, of first seeking to understand before being understood, of seeking first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, to not worry, to trust, to have faith. So what happened was, guys, I saw a big-time leader, Franklin Graham, on mainstream media, ABC News Prime episode. You can search it. You can watch it for yourself. He claimed that the jab is consistent with Scripture. And that really kind of, I don't know, it was like the last thing I saw that I was like, oh my goodness, man, people with thousands and millions of followers saying this. And in a bold statement, the Samaritan's um, purse, he, he like runs the Samaritan's purse. He's a president. He said, I think if there were vaccines available in the time of Christ, Jesus would have made reference to them and used them. He then said pastors shouldn't tell people not to. Yet he told people he, they should. And he actually said he has no problem telling people they should. So I see a double standard here. So health rule is you never give advice. You ask questions and you provide resources. Notice how I am not telling you what to do. I'm just sharing a conversation and perspective and resources. I can't tell people what to do. I ask questions, provide resources. We have to pray. And I can only say this is what I do. Notice how I said what I would I give it to mine? I can't tell you to take supplements, but I can tell you what I take, right? Interestingly, interestingly, Graham, just weeks after getting the jab, was in the hospital for heart surgery due to developing pericarditis. Pericarditis, a common adverse reaction that no one denies. 
So I lovingly, lovingly, I don't know why I'm having a hard time talking today, made a comment on his post. I hope the Holy Spirit reveals the correlation. So when someone says, well, if Jesus were here right now, this is what he would do. Here's what I go through to process, analyze, and determine a decision. First, note this. The answer, no one should even try to answer. We shouldn't even like try to have that conversation. We have no idea what he would do or say. To answer that question without answering that question, let's go through a few things and then we're almost done. I'll rebuttal that outlandish statement by saying, if Jesus were here right now, do we realize he's coming as an iron scepter to eliminate all evil? This is what we're told about the end times and when he returns, the second coming. If he were on this earth right now, he wouldn't be returning as the lamb who was slain. He already did that. He already walked the earth as a meek, humble servant died on the cross and was slain by submitting to the authority for a purpose and the mission that he had when he first walked the earth. That's done. When he comes back, he's coming as a lion from the tribe of Judah. He would never be on this earth again to submit to authority. He would come to throw all evil into the pit of hell with just the word from his mouth. He'll be touching ground at the Mount of Olives with all believers who were raptured before the tribulation, with all tribulation martyrs who died for their faith, with all the people who then started to believe during the tribulation but still dealt with the seven years of hell on earth. And he'll be coming with them as his army and win the battle of Armageddon instantly, bringing heaven to earth and get rid of, get rid, getting rid of all sin, all death, all pain, all chronic health issues. He wouldn't need a jab. He is the jab. From Revelation, we learn how this story goes, how it ends, and how it's going to begin. The second thing we have to understand is, or think about, is why would we claim to be so scared when Jesus touched lepers? He healed unclean women who bled for 12 years. He raised Lazarus from the dead. He brought Jairus' 12-year-old daughter back from the dead, among many who were laughing at him while he did it. He, uh, You didn't go near lepers back then, or bleeding women, or dead people. Leprosy was so contagious that it was almost guaranteed that you would get it if you were near them. Bleeding women were unclean, unlawful to enter temples, outcasted by family, friends, and community. If they touched someone, then that person was now considered unclean. Sound familiar to our culture nowadays? Jesus goes back in Luke 8 to ask if the woman who was bleeding for 12 years touched him. And he said, your faith has made you well. And she was healed instantly. Catch that. Your faith. He said the same thing to lepers who were healed. Your faith. Where is the faith, guys? The unjabbed are being treated like the unclean, just like biblical times, by churches and Christian people. You're not allowed to come in unless you have this on, or if you got this, or sit over there if you didn't get this. Wow, we're condemning people for not getting it. You just don't know. You of little faith, you just don't know, but it's not rocket science. It's halting, dropping fear and panic, and letting reason, kneeing, and rationality take over. Look at our mindset. Romans 12.1, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. So this is another thing I suggest we as Christians do during these situations and circumstances. It's instant. It's daily, every second. 2 Corinthians 10.5, we have to take all thoughts captive and make them obedient to Christ. Are we stopping to pay attention? And wait, don't miss what Paul says right before this. Do not conform to the patterns of this world. 
This is Romans 12.1. Usually whatever the masses are doing, we are supposed to do the opposite. When it comes to entertainment, the opposite. When it comes to money, the opposite. When it comes to health, the opposite. Look at our society, 75% overweight or obese. Maybe 3% know what true next level health is. So we watch out when people who don't know true health are giving advice. We be even more careful when these same people censor anyone who does. That right there, common sense would say, we should explore those that are being silenced. So I look at scripture, I see these things about the mindset not conforming, and I stop and I pay attention. What about your body? Biblically speaking, when it comes to Jesus, the power of the Holy Spirit following God's lead, the body is the holy temple that the Holy Spirit resides in. Do we not know that it is not our own? 1 Corinthians 6.19 So we're good stewards of it. Everything we put into it should be taken, taken seriously. Our entire system affects our spiritual walk. When we look at what this jab is, it's gene therapy. Are we supposed to alter God's unique design? Anytime we genetically modify something like GMO food, genetically modified food, are we trying to step in and act like God? Should we really be doing that? We have to be careful. What about evil? The enemy is sly. He will make evil look good. We are taught this over and over again in the Bible. Do not be deceived. People will look good like they care about the greater good. They will have solutions that look good. We have to be so careful. And believers, do not let any division come among us. If something is, that should be a red flag. We are supposed to stay united. So guess what? Even if people want to get it, let them. If people don't want to get the jab, then let them. How about they'll see what happens and just have faith. You'll see that everyone is going to be fine. Trust. Faith over fear, right? And you say, how do you know that, Theo? Let me just remind you that for two years now as a gym, we haven't done anything differently. Huge gatherings. Huge no issues. Where's the faith? Where's the trust? And then what about money? I'll finish with that when it comes to spiritually speaking. We know how much money can affect people and how much power it has on evil. Don't you at least follow the money trail? You can't see the billions of dollars being spent on marketing and advertising. If something worked that good, would you really need to invest so much time, money, and energy to basically persuading people to take something you don't think we'd all just be lining up because we would see that it's really really good and you don't think that this might be dangerous and that we should be careful of who these huge leaders are giving us advice follow people who are making trillions of dollars right now as if they would never do anything to harm us for a price look if i created a treadmill and it was making trillions do you know how hard it would be for me to acknowledge the dangers? Would I really want others to know the dangers? Would I ever really retract? Especially if I didn't have any morals or higher calling? Some of these people who are ruling our global economy, public health, country, they're evil people, man. They don't have a moral code. They're not driven by Jesus Christ. And they could care less. For those that just don't know, we'll give them the benefit of the doubt. We always forgive. We don't hold grudges. But at this point, after watching everything going down over the last two years, I think it's safe to say that if you don't know by now, you're just not paying attention. And I just want to encourage you not to be part of the walking dead. Wake up, Jesus says in Revelation. 
Whoever has ears, let them hear and then repent. Wait, not for us. It's not about me. We don't care. We don't judge. We don't hold grudges. People on my side, we're not usually the ones like like out, outcasting or shaming other people. It's usually the opposite. And um, take it to the Lord. For our kids' sake. Can even one person just get something from this for our kids' sake to wake up? That's why I did this. Even for that one. Let God reveal in your heart the answer. So would Jesus get it? You, we can't even answer that. But what, for people that want to try to attack you with that, these are some things you think about so that you don't let your emotions get taken off track and feel insecure and second guess yourself. Bonus time. Seven questions to prepare you for the wackies that are going to come at you. Oh man, I know some family members are coming at you. I know some friends are coming at you. I know some people are acting like you're the most selfish person in the world. How dare you for not getting it, right? Listen, here's some questions because you're going to get caught off guard. You need to write these down. Question number one, you ask. Well, hey, let's do this too. I told you I have no fear in standing up for kids. So you can apply these questions to adults, but I'll stay in my lane. I'll speak on behalf of kids. If you ask me why I want to give it to my child or should we give it to children, let's relate these to kids. Question number one that you need to ask to prepare yourself when someone comes at you, are kids spreading this? Just ask them. You tell me I'm supposed to get it. Okay, are kids getting this? The answer, I mean spreading it. The answer, no, even if they try to lie to you. Okay, so does this shot stop infection? We already answered that. Uh, no. Does it stop spread? Um, no. So it's not about others. Does it protect you from any new variant that keeps popping up every few weeks? No. Hmm. Are there any long-term studies? No. Do you know what's in this shot? Ask someone that when they're challenging you. Most likely, they have no idea. If my kid does get sick, what are the symptoms? And are we supposed to be super concerned about that? Remember, scientists, doctors, they're all saying the flu is still more dangerous. So are your kids spreading it? Can this jab even stop infection from them getting it? Does it stop spread? Does it protect from any new variants? Are there any long-term studies? Do you know what's in it? Why are we so concerned if our kids do get sick sick anyways? And bonus number eight, because this is what's happening right now. How could my unjabbed child be a threat to a jabbed child? How does my unprotected kid threaten your supposedly protected one? Did you know most people getting sick right now are the jabbed? Oh, they're going to keep saying it's us. We're finding that's a huge lie. Again, just talk to people. You all know nurses. You all know doctors. You all know people in the medical profession. It's easy answer to figure out. You just got to talk. You just got to ask questions. You can't be afraid to have the conversation. It's tough, I know. So guys, thanks for hanging with me. Deep cuts, baby. Deep cuts. It's just that time. It's not about me. My opinion doesn't matter. Pray. Take this up with the Lord. I don't walk around caring about what other people are doing. You know what I'm saying? 
Like I told you, I'm not interested in trying to convince people or fight with people. That's not my mission anymore. I've got a lot of things to focus on. God, my family, my gym, my church, the amazing things that are happening. I don't even want to do this right now. I didn't want to spend 35 minutes right now talking about this. But man, I see some amazingly, genuinely cool people being thrown off course right now. Their hearts are hurting. Their minds are struggling. They're coming to us with questions. And I just know that it's my job when I'm called to and I'm convicted by the Holy Spirit to get the message out. The Holy Spirit will guide you, so never take my word for it. Self-discovery matters. Check out some resources that I will put on the notes. Email me, Theo at fmufitness.com anytime. Theo at fmufitness.com. I will share with you the like mounds of resources that so many of the people in our underground community have collected. And, uh, and remember, it's about you and the Lord. He'll reveal in your heart the right decision to make. So guys, God bless you. Uh, stay strong on the journey. If someone listening right now got something from this, share it. Share it. And don't be afraid. Unapologetically, someone out there also needs to hear it. Have a fantastic day. Remember, it's not about us, but it starts with us. And stay tuned for the great stuff that's yet to come.